Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is episode 16. And I know that we have been uh, gone for a little bit. We did take a little break. Um, We found uh, that we were um, kind of spinning our wheels and we needed to take a step back um, because Jacqueline had found some things that kind of um, felt like things were out of control. And so we felt it was important to take a step away from uh, the podcast here. She took a step back from social media and then um, get back to like the basics of feeling grounded and um, at ease with everything else before we jumped back in. So uh, we do appreciate your understanding with uh, understanding that we did take a little bit of a break and time away from uh, posting our weekly content. So thank you for tuning back in and uh, we look forward to creating more content for you. Yeah, so exactly what Kevin said and I think it goes back to the topic of what kind of this podcast is all about, what my you know, whole social media presence is about and it's about self-love and loving yourself and doing what is best for you and making the choices and the decisions that are best for you. And for me, because I do share so much of myself on social media, it can get lost a little bit and I can forget to actually take care of myself. Um, And it's really, you know, I had to, you know, like Kevin said, take a step back and say, I can't keep trying to help others when I wasn't helping myself. Um, I think too, it lined up. We had a little bit of break from school. We had uh, our two week summer break. And so then um, with everything going on, it was very important. I felt and Jacqueline as well, that we take that time to really get back to feeling in control of things and, and making the choices that were best for you and for us uh, to keep moving forward and be able to put the content out that you share. Right, especially with all the stress that goes along with this COVID pandemic, um, everything that we're all personally dealing with and struggling with that on top of, like Kevin mentioned, we're both teachers. So, you know, we started back in June with teaching and then trying to figure that out. And then now, you know, going back to school again full time, it's different. It's stressful. It's nerve wracking. It's scary. Um, there's a lot that went into getting our classroom ready to keep ourselves safe, the children safe. Um, we live in Northern California and the fires are just out of control with the smoke. Um, you know, we're very fortunate that it hasn't personally affected us and our communities, especially like where we live. Um, outside of the air quality. Right. But we definitely have like the ash falling from the ground or the sky, um, the air quality is very unhealthy uh we had like bright orange skies last week which was was one day it was just completely like this was like the sun never came up because of the way the smoke and the marine layer like completely filtered out the sun it was just bizarre right so just with all these challenges and struggles and things going on it can feel very overwhelming and for me when things like this happen and there's things that are out of my control that i have no control over my number one thing that I do is I turn to food. And being someone who is an emotional eater, who is a binge eater, um, I felt with all of these things happening in life that I couldn't control, I really started to turn to food more and more. And I started having those 
eating disorder patterns really come on strong where I wasn't able to eat. I was gagging on food. I was trying to kill myself in workouts to burn calories. And I was trying to stay in control of what I thought were the things I could control. And in reality, it was causing a lot of harm to me mentally. And so like Kevin said, we just had to take a big step back and kind of put the podcast on hold, put my social media on hold and kind of really figure out what I needed to do, what we needed to do in terms of dealing with life stress of what's going on, but also get this eating control nipped in the butt before it got completely out of control again. Right. Um, and you had noticed it kind of happening and happening and happening and it got right. to a point where it's like, okay, we really need to focus in on this. So right. because I saw of- little signs happening here and there where, like I mentioned, I was not able to eat food. I was like gagging on it again. Um, I was trying to overcompensate, thinking I would lose more weight if I started working out more, focusing on how many calories I was losing during my workouts instead of just enjoying the workouts. So all these little signs kept happening. And then that's when I was like, okay, I need to take a step back. Right. Um, and so what I really wanted to share in this episode was a little bit about that and being someone who is an emotional eater, being someone who does turn to food, um, kind of what I've been working on these past few weeks in terms of what's helping me cope with stress, anxiety, anger, frustration, you know, different things with my body, all things in life that can cause us anxiety, stress whatever, but not using food as a coping mechanism because that's my number one thing is when I feel out of control and overwhelmed, I turn to food. And for me, I feel like I can control that. So that's why I just keep eating because if I can't control anything else, I can control what I eat. And in the moment, it may feel good. It may feel comforting. But in the end, it usually ends up making me feel worse. And then I'm angry at myself, upset at myself. I feel sick to my stomach because I ate so much. And the problems and the frustrations and the challenges and the things that were causing me anxiety are still there. Right. So it didn't end up fixing anything. It only added to the problem. So now I'm finding new ways to cope without using food especially during these times or times of triggers for me, like Mm -hmm. anxiety, stress, being upset, sad. Those are all triggers for me to want to turn to food. So when those triggers happen, I really am trying to focus on what else I can do without using food. Right. And I think this, this list of things that we've come up with, I think apply to someone who myself, I don't really have the food struggles that you do, but those same stresses and anxiety and those things, Um, when I do feel that way, these things also apply to me as well. Exactly, And, you know, it was for me, not only figuring out what works for me, but I wanted something that was going to help me no matter what was happening in my life where it's not like, okay, I'm sad. Okay. Now let me try these things or I'm frustrated. Let me try these things. I really wanted something that would work. That is overall something when I'm just feeling out of control and in a negative place that it can help me. And like Kevin said, it's helped him. I've given these tips to my sister. And these are things I've also talked to my therapist about that she's helped me kind of figure out and gave suggestions on that I kind of, you know, narrowed it down to actually what works. Because a lot of the times, some of these ideas people give us are so time consuming that I'm like, I'm not even going to try that because I don't have that time. Like I'm upset right now. I need help right now. Otherwise I'm going to go eat that whole bag of chips. Um, 
so I really wanted to find something that was going to work for me that wasn't necessarily easy, but it was something that I could immediately do in that moment to help so I didn't grab that tub of ice cream. Right. Um, and so I needed to find new coping mechanisms and ways to help me feel better and actually deal with the problems that were at hand in a, a constructive way, um, which is hard because I've used food as a coping mechanism for a long time. Right. So it's not something that's just going to change overnight, especially when I've been doing it for years well, that's and exactly years and it. years. When you have habits that you've built and, and used for years, uh, those things are easy to fall back into. And like you said, it's important to come up with those new habits and those new ways of coping that don't necessarily use the food. And it might not be easy. It's very difficult and very hard. And that's why, again, it was important for us to kind of take this step back so mm -hmm. we could focus on putting some of these things into more practical everyday use. Right. And that's why I, you know, like Kevin had mentioned before, it's not just if you're struggling with food or you turn to food. Right. But all of us, especially right now with everything going on in the world, it's very important to take care of our mental health, to deal with our feelings, our emotions, our frustrations and things that are coming up, our fears, our anxieties, our challenges, because there's so much going on. And for me, it's very important to me to take care of our mental health and to love ourselves during our hard moments because that's when we need our love the most. And so instead of just saying, oh, I'm sad, I'm in an upset mood and just being angry at ourselves for feeling like that, I think it's so important to actually tune into those feelings, those emotions, those whatever, feel them and so we can keep moving forward to live our best life. Exactly. So we kind of came up with, or I kind of came up with some things that have helped me a lot these past few weeks. Um, there are things that I have found very helpful. And for me, I'm very thankful for, even though I still struggle with not wanting to turn to food, it's helped so much. So I'm not wanting to turn to food, um, because it's so important. Like I said, food's not going to fix the problem. And by, you know, really honing into like these five steps I'm going to share with you, it's not even making me want to turn to food, which is a huge thing for me right i think too there it's not even like they're steps they're just things that you can they're just do like suggestions right, right that kind of all kind of work hand in they're hand like that stress reliever that coping right. mechanism that thing something that you can do besides go and eat and it might seem like what's the word like for basic it? or right. like very you know, easy to think common of. sense but in reality if you really focus on these and actually put in the work to make the changes to work on yourself especially on those moments when we're feeling upset it definitely makes a huge difference well, i think that's a huge key is being aware that you're feeling whatever it is that you're feeling and then also taking the time to take those steps and say okay i'm going to follow one of these things to deal with that stress or that anxiety or that emotion rather than going to turning to food. Right. Um, I think that's a very big key is being aware of what you're doing and then also being aware of what you're going to do right. to, to combat that or to and overcome that. You're worthy of feeling better. You're worthy of the love you give out to so many people. You're worthy of receiving that love from yourself as well. Exactly. Well, more so from yourself even than other people. Right, and especially when we are feeling like we're the most unlovable or the most upset or the moments we can't love ourselves, those are the most important times that we do need to be loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves, which is hard. Exactly. Uh, I know. Um, but like I said, I just kind of keep wanting to share these things with you. So hopefully if you're struggling, A, you know you're not alone. 
and B, we can kind of work on these things together and I can share with you what's working for me. And if you guys ever have suggestions, things that work for you, you can leave them in the comments. You can message me because I want this to feel like a community, like we really are in this together because I never want anyone to feel alone in their struggles, their challenges or anything that you're going through. Exactly. So without kind of going any farther, let's get into these tips or uh, this list of items that you've been doing to kind of overcome these anxieties. And uh, for number one on our, your list, you have uh, breathe, inhale positivity and exhale negativity. Yeah, that's a saying I've been saying to myself over and over and over again is when I feel like life is spinning out of control and I have no control and I'm upset, I'm sad, I'm anxious, I'm nervous, I'm frustrated, whatever's going on, I take a moment, I stop no matter what I'm doing, close my eyes, take a big inhale, deep breath in, deep breath out. And I tell myself, inhale positivity, exhale negativity. And it's just, I take four, five, six, 10, whatever you have to do to calm yourself down, to ground yourself, just to take a deep breath, to center yourself, feel the oxygen going through your lungs, feel your body kind of relax and just focus on your breathing. No, I think that's a huge thing. And I think that's one of those things I think people take for granted and think, oh, that's so silly. Why would you do that? But I think it's a big thing that especially when you're having like an anxious moment or a sad moment or a, po a point where you're down and you feel like turning to food, taking that one moment and saying, okay, I'm just going to stand here and I'm going to breathe. And that's all you're thinking about doing is your breathing. I think that can be incredibly grounding. Right. Focus on your breath. That's what I tell myself. And I, if I find myself, my thoughts wandering elsewhere, I'm like, focus, inhale positivity, exhale negativity. And I just keep telling myself over and over and over again until I can calm myself down and actually be like, okay, now what can I do? Because if we act in those strong emotions, for me, if I just acted right in the moment without calming down, I would be eating a whole tub of ice cream. Right. So it's centering yourself, grounding yourself, so you can figure out, okay, now what do I need to do to feel better? Just taking that time to take that, that those breaths, those few breaths can give you enough time to mentally gather what's going on and how you're going to fight that fight rather than let, letting those emotions take over and acting irrationally. Right, exactly. So number two on the list is uh, turning on some music and get moving or going for a car ride. That can be whether you go for a run, you go for a walk, you ride your bike, you go swimming, you do a little exercise video, whatever it is. Right. Go move and get, just move. Get away from whatever it is that you're in right at that moment. Right. So for me, actually, during these kind of weeks that we took off from the podcast and social media i also took a step back from exercise because i was using it as a way to punish myself and my body but what i did find is if i just blasted some music and it's been taylor swift lately i can't stop listening to her new album um but i blast her cd and i just went for a walk or i put it on and went for a car ride um, did some stretching, some walking, even put on a workout video and it wasn't like a designated, oh, now it's time to work out. Put on one of like my dance cardio moves that I did, blasted the music, muted the video and just kind of got out of my body and got moving. I felt so much better. Right. And sometimes I found that I would be so in my feelings and my emotions and moving my body 
that I would just have like a breakdown and start crying. But I think that's so powerful because you're releasing that energy. You're releasing those feelings. You're releasing the tears. You're releasing the sadness, the anger, the frustration, and you're getting it all out. And I think it's so, so important well, to I just think, get moving. Well, I think too, when you move, you give that energy an outlet. Like like you just said, you give it somewhere to go. Like you can take it on that car ride and leave it up at the top of the mountain, or you can leave it out on the beach at the ocean, wherever it is that you go on your car ride. I mean, you can leave that there. And then when you come back, it's back to mm -hmm. a more healthy, happy place. Mm -hmm. Even what I found is great is stretching, yoga, just something to kind of move your body, release some endorphins, get your you know, heart rate up, get sweating a little bit, you know, unless it's like a car ride or something I mean, like even that. that. I mean, it, it, but, that, those are all positive things that right. you can it's do. It's something that just gets you out of your space. And for me, that's kind of what got me back into now where I'm in a positive relationship with working out again is because it was such, it was something I was using to help me feel better. And that's where I had to get back to was doing movements and activities and workouts because it feels good. Right instead of where I was at, at that negative place where I was using it to punish myself and my body and to overdo it. Um, so I think definitely something like this is a huge step in helping yourself feel better in that moment. And it's a positive action. So you're going to feel good while you're doing it, but you're going to feel good because you made a good decision to do something that was good for you, your body, your mental health. And like I said, a lot of times it might, you know, make you break down and start crying like it did for me. And that kind of leads us into the next step. Yeah, which... the next one is just cry, yell, scream, whatever it is that you need to do to release those emotions. Um, those right. feelings can, if you try and hold them in, they will keep you down right. to the lowest of lows. By letting them out, you get rid of them. Right. And you can move on. And I found for so long, I used to hold all my emotions in. I would never let anyone see me cry. I would never let anyone know that I was upset. And that just added to my problems. And that's what made me turn to food more and more and more because I was holding so much of my feelings and my emotions in and I was trying to cover it with food. And that got me to a very unhealthy place. That's what ended up adding to me weighing 500 pounds. Um, but I found that when you can cry, yell, scream, get those emotions out, it's so freeing and you just feel good doing it. Um, and it allows it all to come back. You're not holding anything in. You're not holding anything back. You're allowing those feelings to come out. And like the saying goes, it's okay not to be okay. It's 1000% okay not to be okay all the time. So release those feelings. Holding it in is only gonna add to how you're feeling and make you feel worse and never address what's actually happening. Cry, release, yell, scream, release it so you can continue to move forward. Right. And the next one you have on here is journal. And I can add to that, I think, whether it's some kind of even art or outlet that way that you can mm -hmm. release those emotions and just get rid of what's going on. Um, it doesn't have to be that somebody else is going to read it. You can write it all down, draw it all out, whatever it is, send it through the paper shredder at that point. Right. But just get rid of whatever it is that's bothering you or what's what's holding you down. Mm -hmm. For me, I've started doing this right when I started um, therapy for my eating disorder. That was one of the number one things my therapist wanted me to do was write in a journal instead of turning to food, write in the journal instead. So that's kind of what got me more into this journaling. 
Um, I do love writing. I, you know, love writing on my blog. My social media captions are always to the max words allowed. So I am always one who loves writing and expressing my feelings. But it's different when you're doing it personally for yourself, knowing no one has to read it. No one's going to see it. And it's very freeing to actually write down, even if it doesn't make sense, even if you just write, I'm angry 500 times in a row. There's something so freeing about putting your mind to your hand to the paper and actually releasing your thoughts, your feelings, um, and what's causing you to feel that way. So one of the things I've been doing is writing down, okay, what am I feeling? What's going on? What's causing me to feel upset, stressed, angry? Why do I want to turn to food? What's actually causing me to feel this way? Um, Sometimes I'll write down motivational quotes, quotes I remember other people saying to me, things that my therapist has said that have stuck out. I just write everything down. And a lot of the times I can actually then visually see, oh, this is what's actually bothering me. And sometimes I can fix it. It's an easy fix. It's like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm actually really tired because I didn't sleep well last night. I'm actually going to go to bed early tonight and then the next day I feel completely better. Right. So a lot of the times when we can actually get out what's really bothering us, we can actually see the root of the problem and actually fix it. And if there is no solution, there is nothing we can do to fix it. We're at least addressing the issue and we can be aware of actually what's going on so we can find ways to feel better, not necessarily maybe fix the problem or the issue, but actually knowing, okay, what can I do then to make myself feel better because of this situation or this issue. Or maybe it's realizing that there isn't anything that I can do to resolve this issue, but just writing down and talking about it and putting it out there gives you a release and it makes you feel just Mm -hmm. a little bit better that, okay, I'm realizing that whatever the situation is, there's nothing I'm going to do to change it. But you come to realize that and you're okay with it. You become at peace with this is just how it's going to be. And I know for me, because I do share so much, I'm not ashamed to talk about anything, to share anything with others, but it wasn't always like that. And so I think if you can write it down and actually be honest with yourself and actually write down your deepest, darkest secrets that are really causing you pain or harm, or there's something to that, knowing if you're not ready to share it with others, or if someone's asking you how you are, you feel like there's a little thing stopping you from actually telling them how you're truly feeling but when you can write it down you can actually get those emotions out and like I said it's so important like with the crying and yelling and screaming that tip that you can actually release it because if we hold on to it we can never release it and let go of it if we can write it down and release it then we can actually release it into the world and move on right and number five we have on here is taking a hot shower or bath where you can put on some loud music or soft music, whether whatever works for you, you can read, you can do whatever it is that's going to help you just relax. Um, I did this a lot. I get tension headaches. Um, and again, something I'm trying to work on because I keep things in and I get so tense. It starts in like my jaw, my teeth, and then it goes to my neck and then my shoulders become one with my neck and my head and I get really bad headaches. Um, and so one of the things I found is a hot bath or a hot shower when I'm in that really emotional state or feeling really like the world is spinning on and I can't control anything. It's like I said, doing all those steps and then just getting into the shower, getting into the bath, putting on some meditation music, some nice calming music, um, and just kind of going back to the beginning and breathing again. 
finding your center, finding your calm place, and just allowing like the hot water. And, you know, water is very relaxing. It's very healing. It has, you know, a lot of healing properties in it. And so if you can just relax in the water and let your muscles relax, your body calm down and everything just be at peace, there's something so healing and refreshing feeling the water on your skin and just knowing you're releasing everything. And if you're one who wants to sit in the bath and read a book, that's totally great too. I've done that a lot of times. Um, And it's just, I feel like something that's definitely helped me kind of, especially I like working out and then going in like the hot bath and kind of relaxing, like add some bubble bath, add a bath bomb and just kind of again, go back and center yourself and take those deep breaths and remind yourself, you know, I'm not okay right now, but I'm going to be okay. Right. I think that's exactly it. And I think that's where these, you could tie all these five um, things together by saying that they are things to release those thoughts, those feelings, that energy, and kind of get rid of them all in different ways. I think that's the big key here is to get rid of whatever it is that's inside of you that's that's causing that anxiety, that, that pain, that anger, that whatever feeling it is that you may be having. Right. And so when I feel like things are out of control now, I need to just control what I can without turning to food and control my actions because you can't always control what's happening around you, but you can control how you react to those situations. That's exactly, yeah. And I think with these kind of five steps, it's really helping me kind of address those issues or address those things that are going on. And so when the world does feel like it's spinning out of my control, instead of turning to food, but like I did before, thinking that's what I can control and I can eat you know, all this food and feel better. Now I'm finding, okay, instead of doing that, let me work on doing something else. Well, by doing one of these things, it helps you take that moment to realize, okay, this is what's bothering me and food's not going to resolve that issue. Mm -hmm. And then allowing yourself to feel it and not holding it in or pretending it's not happening because that's when I would turn to food. Right. And, you know, and for me, stop using food as a crutch and actually deal with what's going on right. and deal with the issues and deal with the problems that are happening without just turning to food to try to help me to feel better. Because I know food is not the answer. And in those moments, I need to focus on me and my feelings and what's actually going on and bothering me and finding things that are actually going to help. Because we might not be able to fix those problems but we can address them, get to the root of the issue and allow ourselves to feel those feelings and find ways to help us feel better in those right. moments with breath, breathing, movement, crying, taking a bath, going for a car ride, getting some movement in. All of those things are going to help us feel those feelings and release them so we can keep moving forward. Right. I think that's exactly, I mean, there's not really much else to this. I think that's exactly it. And um, we'd like to say thank you for listening to this episode. Um, if you take the time to rate, review, and subscribe, that greatly helps us out. And we'd like to thank you for listening. And remember, it's, it's never, never too late, late to fly. fly.